Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 119, Physics, Families and Fortnite. Welcome to the Not Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor. How are we doing today, Dave? Doing good, Nate. How are you? I'm doing well. We are ready to go. We have spent the entire week combing every corner of the internet for the best tech news. Oh, boy. Tech tips, all the goodies for you to help you tech better. Let's start up with some follow-up. Dave, last week you were very frustrated at your Amazon Alexa <laughs> that you kept getting yellow rings, but yes. you figured out what the yellow rings, because that's what we do. We yeah. eventually figure things out. It's like, what the heck, Alexa? What What's this stupid – what are you trying to communicate to yes. me? You're just sitting there with your little smug ring looking me right in the face. Well, it's because there was a notification waiting. Oh. <laughs> a quick Google search uh, indicated that, oh, there's a notification. And so um, there was – Actually, there were a couple on there, but the one notable one was that I had purchased an item from Amazon.com, and it had arrived. Oh. And so it was like – So like Amazon, a shipping update. A shipping notice update. Your package has arrived. Okay. I was like, well, thank you. You've never done this before. Yeah. So huh. So well. that's what it was. If you have a yellow ring, it's not like the old Xbox where the red ring of death where yes. the circle lights would turn red and your thing was broken. Just done. Yeah. It's, it means, hey, there's a message. And you just simply say, hey, Echo, yes. uh, give me my messages or whatever. So that was nice. it. And MoviePass, we were talking about mm-hmm. them, and they were having the privacy and tracking you all day long. And you actually, as a MoviePass mm-hmm. subscriber, got an email from them. What they have to say? What the CEO Mitch Lowe <laughs> of MoviePass have to say? Yeah. Well, I don't want to read the whole thing. It was a lengthy email. People, yeah. pro tip: keep your emails short and to the point. Yeah. It was like an eight and a half by eleven. Letter yeah, type full, thing. Nobody's reading that. But the crux is MoviePass, this is quote, MoviePass does not track and has never tracked or collected data on the location of our members at any point when the app is not active. So when he was speaking, he kind of misspoke. He was using general terms. Yeah. And so what you had brought up, you were like, well, if it's not. If you know location. where you're at, yeah. Well, but you were saying if it doesn't say allow location all the time, only yeah. when the app is active, then it can't track you when no. you're in the grocery store. Or you're the out app. of line with the iOS yeah. store. And-, and so he just kind of reiterated that. And it's I wasn't concerned about it to begin with, but it seems like he just kind of misspoke and made it sound a little more intrusive than it actually was. Yes. Piece of follow-up from myself. Your wonderful pick, Disney's <laughs> Zoom Zoom. <laughs> yes. Which, an amazing and I'm game. bearing the lead here. We, don't don't fret, everyone. We are getting this is episode 119. We're getting to the 119 challenge. <laughs> we are. You just wait. But you, that was your pick of the week, I believe, just last week. Yes. Another game to download and install. <laughs> and I was trying to remember the game that I used to play, the Flash based one, Super Collapse. Super now it was, Collapse. I mean, it was all over Yahoo Games and Shockwave and all those different yeah. gaming sites. And you basically just had, I found the Wikipedia page, so mm-hmm. I'll link to that in the show notes. But uh, it was just, you had a bunch of colored blocks and you tried to get as many of them connected as possible and you'd get more points for the bigger combos. Yeah, very similar. There's a million of these games. Yes. Uh, there's even a, a Disney's Frozen Freefall, which is a match three bejeweled uh, type game. And so Disney's all over this. Every yeah. property that Family has- Guy's got one. Every brand that you can get. <laughs> Any brand's got a match three, pretty yes, much. Yes, because they're pretty simple to make, but they're, people like playing them. Yeah, and Line is the company that makes the Disney Tsum Tsum. Yes. And uh, it's it's really nice. It's polished. It's got a lot of little collector elements. You can power up your individual Zooms. You can do all this stuff. And so me and my wife have been playing it nonstop. Oh. So, so it's, it's good for your marriage. It is I, good for our marriage. I downloaded it, and I sent you actually a video <laughs> After I down immediately after I downloaded it and opened it, there was probably twenty minutes of yeah. updates. But we both found that when you're behind a sonic wall firewall device, so yep. if you're in any business with a firewall yep. and you're connected to the network, something about line and China servers it does not like and it won't <laughs> no. let you play. So you have to be on your data plan. Yeah. At home it works fine on my Wi Fi. Yeah. But at work it just will not connect and it crashes the app here. That's yes. what happens to me. So um if you find that it will not launch for you and you're at work well, one, maybe you shouldn't be playing at work. Yes. But two, just switch it to cellular and it should work fine. 
Results may vary. You love Facebook. Dave. Oh, that is not correct. Uh, you do not love Facebook. Dave. I love disliking Facebook. Yes, and they've there's been lots of talk about privacy and this and that, and we mention them often. Well, I came across an article this week that I'm going to link to in our show notes that you can find at notnerd.com or right in your podcast app, and it was from iMore, which is a ad heavy very thorough tech site. We mm-hmm. They do really good stuff, really in-depth. They had this super long article about all the how to turn off Facebook data sharing. Now, this even goes into third-party companies that are gathering data from other sources that Facebook buys data from. Okay. So they're not just giving out your data. They're buying data from others to get like offline sources. So this was not one of the examples, but let's say you had a target frequent card member card Mm -hmm. maybe target would sell that data so then facebook would know where you're shopping that is not a true case point on this but they're trying to gather data wherever they can to get to know you better i'm not always opposed to that if it's done right for advertising purposes i'd rather see stuff that i'm interested in or that would be a good fit for me sure but it's often misused and privacy gets a little fuzzy pretty quickly with mm-hmm. a lot of these services. Next up, it's time for Crypto Watch. Already? Already. We're already there. We didn't have an hour and a half of uh, follow-up this week. So Crypto Watch, I found two articles that I wanted to mention. Actually, the first one, uh, found an article that Google is planning to ban all cryptocurrency-related advertising for mm-hmm. Google AdWords, which is... Huge. I mean, they're, I believe, the top advertising platform in the world by a long way besides Facebook. And Twitter has also said that they're going to ban cryptocurrency-related advertising. So that does not bode well for Mm -hmm. the cryptocurrency. But there has been a lot of stories about... Um, just these fraudulent scam type yeah, stuff going this on. pyramid scheme type yes. stuff. Yes. You know, oh, you buy into this and we're going to have this new cryptocurrency and you're going to be worth millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I can see why they're banning this advertising. Yeah, it's, it, it's consumer uh, hostile. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the second story, we talked a couple weeks ago when Todd was here about out in Hood River, Oregon, about mm-hmm. an hour and a half from where we are, uh, the electricity is very cheap. They have a dam there, a yeah. large dam, and so electricity is cheap, and there's a lot of – well, the article stated that a lot of people are moving there to mine. <laughs> like hundreds, like tens of people. Yes, yes. Tens and tens of people are coming to our state. Um <laughs> More Californians come every hour to Portland than crypto miners come in a year. But Plattsburgh, New York, you know, the classic Plattsburgh, New York. Oh, yeah. The metropolis of Plattsburgh. Yes. They just passed the first Bitcoin mining ban. Now, they also have hydroelectric power near their town for the state of New York. But they have an agreement where they get... 100 megawatts, whatever it is, enough to power the town. 1.21 gigawatts. Gigawatts. Whatever to power the town, they get that at like two cents per whatever. the what to, I don't know what our milliwatts, whatever <laughs> yeah. our houses, you, whatever we get built on at our houses. Yeah. So the small amount. And so they've got enough to cover. So they get it super cheap because they have this dam there, the hydroelectric power. Well... Guess who figured that out? And they have, or actually, I think it's maybe four cents for people, but they created this special thing for businesses to come there. Okay. Several years ago, they only had to pay two cents. Mm-hmm. So they were encouraging businesses to move That's to like town. It's like milliwatt hours or yeah, something. Yeah, like whatever. That. Yes. And so these businesses started coming. Well, then Bitcoin miners figured out hey, we're a business. We're yeah. a business. We can get the cheapest electricity, I think they said, like in the United States, is in this town. Wow. And they found that one miner was using 10% of this 100 megawatts, whatever this huge chunk was. And all these people in the town are complaining because January, February, when it's awfully cold in New York, everybody's using their heat. Well, they went over their 100 quota. So everybody's power bill went up by like 100 bucks for the month instead of usually not a problem at all. So Hmm. they... They're not completely banning it. They're banning anybody new from moving into the city to do Bitcoin right. mining. 
but they're also going to be working with the Bitcoin miners to see how they can work this out to yeah, make sure that they're paying their fair part if they go above this thing. Yeah, if they go over, then they should be compensating the residents because that's a bunch of bunk. Yes. So normally I would say, hey, if if they're paying for it, who cares how much they use? But I wasn't – when you first started the article, I wasn't – it wasn't clear to me how it was affecting other people. Yeah. So your rights end where other people's rights begin. Remember that, people. Yes. Even though we are the most nonpartisan Partisan tech, tech podcast. podcast on the internet, fair is fair. We might need to change that. I was thinking about it earlier today to the most non-politically partisan podcast on the internet. It rolls right off the tongue. Because wow. we're, we're a little partisan towards... Like Apple and Amazon a little bit, but not even even that. We try to be fair and balanced. Here's That's a, our tagline, here, fair and balanced. I got one. We report, you decide. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's check and see to see okay. if all these Bitcoin miners in Plattsburgh are still going to have a job moving forward. All right. You're going to have to check because I deleted the app off oh, of my phone. Oh, 119 <laughs> Challenge. A little teaser. <laughs> wow. There we go. Well, last week, we were at about we were just under i think it was like it was right around ninety eight hundred dollars a bitcoin okay uh we had a rough week this way week in bitcoin world it is down to eighty two hundred dollars so over the last week it has dropped 13 more percent over the last month it's down 23.4 percent and over the last three months, it's down 49.8%. Wow. And that is pretty reflective, I believe, of all the other coins as well. There's a couple that I've kind of uh, – I talked maybe four – at least four episodes ago about the Tron coin. Mm-hmm. This guy was like, it's only $0.08. Cents. you got to <laughs> buy in. got to put all your money. Well, it's down below $0.03 cents now. Now's per- the time to buy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, that's what people will tell you if that's what they're into. But yeah, again, hopefully we'll be moving away from those stories. But you know what? We're not moving away from the 119 challenge. Yes. Uh, while you were doing that last story, I snuck a few <laughs> you more. deleted a couple more <laughs> A couple apps. more. So if you listen to episode 117, you will be aware of the fact that we had decided after a long hiatus to look at how many apps we had on oh, our phone. It was brutal. Dave came in at 480, and I came in at 491. I was so close. Of, I should have just bumped it up to 500 and then gone back down. Yeah. But I did not. Uh, we asked people on the Facebook group. You still, I'm not going to pick a winner till next uh, next episode, so you still mm-hmm. have time to get your app totals into the Facebook group. We've got some good activity going on that and some good conversation, and Todd uh, asked <laughs> Todd asked with all those apps if yeah. we how many people we had given permission to and contacts. I'm actually very careful before all give any app permission to my contacts. I can't yeah. think of the last one I that I would allow that to even to search for friend like the uh, Vero Nero. What was that social? Yeah, Vero. You know the something. one that was going to be the next big social thing that I haven't heard about again. Yeah, you know it was like, hey, do you want to find your friends and your contacts? I was like, nope, nope. I'm not giving it to you. Yeah, so, Facebook doesn't even have my phone number. Wow. I've never given it. Well, but all my friends have given it to them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've never given it to yes. them. Uh, so we challenged. We had 971 apps mm-hmm. total, and we'll still challenge any two people to <laughs> beat us on that. Yeah. Our challenge in two weeks from 117 <sighs> to episode 119 was to get down to 119 apps. And if you'll recall, why was it 119 instead of 120? Because it's one less, and it represents our desire to... Not go overboard. Yes. Yes. So, Dave, walk us through your journey. Well, my journey was starting at 480 apps. And And that was was, earlier today. That that was, no. I started almost immediately, but it took a long time. Most of those apps came off today, I will admit. I spent like an hour, maybe an hour and a half, calling through all these apps. It was really difficult. And I shared a little bit of this with you. So there are things like Apple's built-in apps. Like I want the weather app on my phone, even though I use a secondary weather app, because sometimes that secondary weather app doesn't work right, or my Apple Watch, sometimes there's some weird bug or whatever. The the Apple one, the weather always works, but if I delete it off my phone, then I can't get it on my watch, and you know I'm stuck. I agree. So I want to keep that there, even though I have another weather app. So uh, the built-in apps made my score relatively high. 
And then uh, a real lame one. I'm part of the Apple developer program, and so I have beta uh, software on my yes. phone. And so there's a feedback app that's on there by default. I can't get rid of the feedback yep. app. Yep. So that's an, an additional one. So there are a couple of all these little caveats that I have where there is, and I didn't do the number, but there's probably 40 or 50 apps on my phone that just need to be there for various reasons. Some are work-related. I do uh, database management here at work, and there are a couple apps on there that I, I need to do my job. And so they're just not for pleasure, right? Yes. So I whittled it down and whittled it down, and I think I could hit the target, but I'm a little shy. Right now, I'm at 127 apps. Wow, Dave. 127. That's impressive. And I, I just, I could jettison these, but I'd be like, I'd be putting them on right yeah. next week. Yeah, because yeah. I need them. Yeah. So I'm, I just left it at 127. Yes, I, I started, I believe, just after we recorded 117. I went home that night and started cleaning out. And then I've kind of revisited every day or so since, kind mm-hmm. of going, okay, do I need this? Do I not? Where do I go? And so, reminder to everybody, on your iPhone, if you go into the settings app, and then you go to general, and you go to a boot, <laughs> for our Canadian listeners. Or about, for those in... And uh, what did you say? You 120, Mexico. 129? Uh, 127, thank 127. you. 127. It was 129 before the show. Oh, okay, 127 wow. now. Um, I am currently at 162. Oh. So I am higher. I thought, man, I thought for sure you were going to do it, and I couldn't, and man, I was going to be embarrassed. Well, like you, there's all the default apps, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, some work apps, work-related stuff. So there's yeah. probably a dozen different ones that I need for work-related Microsoft stuff. Microsoft Remote Desktop and some of these ones we use all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the things that I will say, there's 20 apps that are all in one folder that I could delete, but in some of them I'd bring back, some of them I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But they're all the fast food. It's my foodie folder. Yeah. So you do the PDX, PDX Fast, fast foodie. foodie. And so I figured... I, it's one folder. They're not getting in the way of mm-hmm. anything. No problem. So that's 20 apps that I could delete off if I needed to, but I don't need to. And I have a question. Yes. I did notice that if you choose to offload the app instead of delete, mm. which is an option to offload it, it keeps the uh, app data on the phone but removes the application. That way, if you reinstall it, you don't lose oh. your position in a game or you yeah. don't lose any documents that you've created with a program. And I was a little fuzzy on whether it counted or not uh, to use offloaded apps because they do not count towards your total oh. app count. And so I was like, you know what? I could go through and just offload all these apps but keep them on my phone yeah. so if I needed to download them quickly. And I probably should have done that because now I'm going to be struggling going, what did I have there before? Yeah. And there are some legitimate struggles again with these because I had some games that had progress in them and I deleted them and I'm unsure that I'll be able yeah. to start back where I left off. But I had like three quarters of my apps. I probably had 300 games. <laughs> wow. 300 games yeah. on my phone. I don't That's, need that many games. No. In my own self-imposed criteria, I said, if, if I'm not actively playing this game right now, I'm going to yeah. delete it. Yeah. And there were a couple... That I knew I would lose progress, and so I offloaded those apps, like three of them. But they don't count towards my criteria, but I don't feel like I was really cheating either because I didn't want to lose the progress yeah. in those games. Yeah. No, and I I mean, there's the 20 apps, so that would have gotten me down to 142. There's several other ones because I really did – and one of the things where I was like, no, I just need to delete this, is if I opened the app and I hadn't signed into it and since I had gotten my iPhone yeah. 10 in November. It so, says launched, never. Yeah, and so I'm like – I don't know. Yeah. I can get rid of this one. Mm-hmm. It was something I thought I might use. And there's a couple like video apps. I don't use them often, but I'm going to Africa in just over a month and I'm doing yeah. some traveling this month. And so there's a chance that I'm going to want to use those. And again, we kind of had this discussion last week off air is the fact that, and we mentioned it on air as well. We don't need to delete. We have plenty of room on yeah. their phone. Uh, we're not out of space. We're it's not doesn't cause any performance issues. It mm-hmm. causes clutter and mental like having to find stuff and remember yeah. what stuff was. Um, but you know, one sixty two and one twenty eight, one twenty seven, one twenty seven. So we've got three two. We're under three hundred. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, and I will say. It's been a good experience because I, I tested many of these apps before I deleted them, 
and some of them I hadn't launched before. And there's this one, uh, I'm still evaluating it, but it's a photo app for Microsoft that seems like it has a lot of good features. And so I didn't want to delete it. It's still on my phone. And so I was able to test it. And some of the games that I had on there, I'm like, what is this game? Yeah. And I'm like, delete, delete. Yeah. And some are, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back to that one because it's really cool. So it gave me an opportunity to actually open and check out the apps and and be critical of what, yes. what is on there. Yeah, so. oh, totally. Yeah. And photo apps, I had, I don't know, over 50 photo apps. Yeah. And I'm like, 99% of the time, I just use the stock photos app and then post it to Instagram, do the adjustments yeah. in there. So Camera Plus is one that I've had forever. And yes. It's one of the premier apps. I never use no. it. No. It's like, I don't, there's, it has all these features, but there are other simpler apps that yeah. have the same features and I prefer to use those. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, like what, awesome, when you're doing but... photo editing, how much are you wanting to do on your phone? It's mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a it was a good exercise. I did not get as far as we neither of us did. You got a lot closer. Um, I could have gotten closer if I wanted, but I went through, and I think that ninety eight percent of the apps I have now is something that I would use pr- at least in the course of two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that makes a lot more sense than yeah. having. You know, 200 apps that I've never used before. Yeah, every couple of weeks, if I don't use it, then forget about it. But big reason why we have all those apps is because we're trying to help you guys and know, like we talked about last week, have know what the best apps are and try different. We hear people talk about them. We want to try them out. But really, you can keep it pretty simple and get done what you need to get done. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now that we have shed our app weight, it's time for Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. All right, so how many times have you navigated to a website or... Lots of times. ...received oh. something in the email yeah, from lot, somebody? Several a day. Several a day. Yes. And there's, there's an attachment, and the attachment is some type of document that's like a non-standard document, mm. be it a docx file or a PPT file or something that's like, I don't have this software in my yeah. program. Why is this Yahoo sending it to me? Or worse, why is this business in their in their documents, why are they forcing these proprietary formats on yes. me? I hate it. It's the worst thing ever. And just this week, I was confronted with going to this uh, manufacturer's website, and I downloaded like a FAQ or a, some type of tip file. And it was in DocX format, which is Microsoft Word document, the, yeah. newer, the newer version, the X, where they tried to make everybody buy Microsoft Word to yes. open these things. It drives me crazy. It's pointless. It's meaningless because we have at our fingertips a proprietary but very standardized and yes. open format called PDF. Nate, mm. do you remember what PDF stands for? Printable document format? Wrong. Ah. Portable document oh, portable. Format. Portable. It's portable because for two decades, any computer, any phone, any device can open up a PDF. Yeah. It's like you open your cereal box and there's some gadget in there. It'll open a PDF. Anything can open a PDF. The internet was designed to distribute non-editable files in PDF format. Yes. I know. People may disagree with me, but it is the perfect format for that type of stuff. User manuals, uh, contracts that you don't want to be typewritten and changed, uh, stuff that's just like a piece of paper, yeah. a PDF, a digital piece of paper. So I'm going to tell you all how to make those with your smart devices or your computers. There we go. And on the Mac platform, it could not be easier. So let's start with the Mac. If I'm in a web browser, or if I'm in a program, anywhere I can print, Apple's made this really easy. Right now, I'm in the show notes. I'm going to hit Command-P, or you can go up to the menu and choose Print. And I'm going to use uh, the System dialog box, uh, because I have an option of using uh, Chrome's built-in dialog oh. box, because I'm using Chrome. Yeah. Uh, if you're not using Chrome, it'll just take you to the System dialog box. But in the bottom left-hand corner of the built-in printer dialog box on Macs is a drop-down menu, and it says PDF. You can open the PDF in preview, and the PDF is going to be whatever page you are on. So if you're on Apple's website, it's going to make a PDF of that website. You have the option to save as a PDF, so it'll put a file on your computer. You can save as a postscript. Don't If you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. You can even do fancy stuff, add it to the iBooks program. You can send the PDF via your mail application. You can send it 
in an iMessage to somebody just automatically. You can save it to your drive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It takes it, your, whatever you're browsing, turns it into a PDF, and lets you ship it off somewhere. Maybe more importantly, this comes to play when you are on your iPhone and somebody says, oh, man, can you share that document with me? Or there's a website or something that I want to look at. I just sent you a PDF through your messages. You did. Of the Wikipedia portable document format page. And it's, just to test it out. And look, it's 17 pages. It opens beautifully, beautifully. on my phone. And yep. it renders super fast. Now with a PDF, I can zoom in almost oh, infinitely yeah. large. I can highlight and copy text out of this. I can click on links. PDFs is a great, it is. great format. Uh, and it's not Microsoft Word, right? See, I would have had to like... It would have clunkily opened it up in some program, like yes. Who and then knows? You'd click some and you delete part of it, and, and the fonts wouldn't match because a PDF either includes the fonts inside the document or it outlines the shape of the letters so that they look exactly like what the author intended. So PDF, I mean, you can read the Wikipedia page if you want. Maybe we'll include the Wikipedia page of PDF in the show notes. There you go. Get the history. Yeah. But let's say I'm on uh, let's say I'm on some web page. I'm in Safari on my my iPhone. I can merely hit the little square with the arrow pointing up. That's called the share sheet button. And practically from any app, here I'm on I'm on the YouTube website. I can click create PDF. There's a button in the share sheet, and I could send that to anybody I want. It made a PDF of that entire page, color pictures, text. Links, everything is captured in a PDF. So that's my pro tip to you. When in doubt, make a PDF. It rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? It does. It does. And a quick side plug for consistenttech.com. I also love fillable PDF forms. I help companies create Mm -hmm. good-looking forms so that they can, like a new user form, if you're getting a new employee, having it where you can just type everything into boxes. So contact me if you need that in your life. But I implore you people, if you have, let's say you're a coach of a, a ball team and you're like, I'm going to write up all of the rules and regulations that we're going to do this year. I'm going to include my address. I'm going to do this whole prep sheet. If you send this out to your 20 players in doc X format or worse yet, something like some weird page maker format or, that nobody has anymore. Shame on you, sir. Shame yes. on you, madam. You need to be printing it to a PDF. It works on Windows as well. Create PDF documents, please, and send those out to people. It'll be so much easier. They can open them on their phone. They can open them up on their Mac, PC, Linux. Their their Nintendo Wii web <laughs> browser go. will open it. Anything will open it. Yes. So uh, Compatibility. We like it. Compatibility is king. So what do we got next, sir? We got some takes. A uh, couple sad notes to start off with. The first mm-hmm. one, Stephen Hawking passed away, the great f- astrophysicist. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, I never saw the movie the uh, with Eddie Redmayne. Iron Man? <laughs> About Stephen Hawking. No, no, I didn't. I didn't either. Uh, but he did some impressive science stuff. Yes. And also the technology, I saw a couple articles that allowed him to speak how that got yeah. better over the years. Um, and, and the interesting story that they offered to upgrade his voice to make it sound more human. He's like, this is my voice. This, this is what people are yeah. used to. Yeah. It'd be too jarring to switch yes. it. Yes, exactly. The second Stad story, not that the two compare oh. at all, Toys R Us is set to close all 800 of its U.S. stores. I was not aware of this. Wow. It was all the news this week, but you don't watch all the news. I don't. I, um, I live in my little tech bubble. Yeah. So they had a bankruptcy a year or so ago, and now they've announced they're going to close them all down. Uh, you might be saying, well, what does that have to do with technology? Well, part of it is all the nostalgia of the 80s and mm-hmm. buying video games there and all that stuff. But And they carried things that nobody else carried as far as toys and games yes. and those type of things. Lots of exclusives. Yes. Also, the the tech part of it is Amazon has kind of uh, affected Toys R Us sales. But I saw a lot of conversation just talking about how they just didn't keep up with – I mean, the Babies R Us I went to last year because I have a baby, and those are Mm -hmm. popular. But a Toys R Us, I haven't been to a Toys R Us in 
30 years? No, there's, 15, they, there's really nothing years. there that you can't get at Walmart or Target or online yeah. or anywhere. I mean, there's really nothing exclusive. Distribution has really come to a pinnacle in recent years because we can get stuff coast to coast quickly in yeah. trucks and yeah. trains and drones and whatever else it takes. And so you don't have to go to a toy store anymore to get the things that you want. So Amazon does play a large part in that process, which makes it hard for retail stores. But yeah, if they if they didn't innovate and do interesting things, then I'm not surprised. Well, and you look at it and you're like, oh, kids must not like toys anymore. Well, if you go to the mall and you see the Disney store, the Build-A-Bear store, or the Lego store, mm-hmm. they're all packed. Yeah. But they have an experience. I mean, it's that whole thing. Everything yeah. for retail is about creating some sort of experience, having it be something special. And they all have apps and interactivity and websites. Yes. And so they've remained current. Yes. But Toys R Us, we will miss you. Stephen Hawking as well. Uh, something that we will not miss because they just added it. Apple has added a family section to their website. We've done a lot of talk about parenting. Yeah. This is a resource, a great resource for parents on how to set up uh, iOS devices, how to set up the parental controls, access mm-hmm. limitations, family sharing, all of these different things that they really they put a lot of effort. Now, they've gotten some flack because kids spend too much time on phones, and that's, <laughs> that's Apple's somehow, fault. Yeah, that's somehow Apple's fault. But anyways, they've added this. I did a quick look through it, um, and it they did a great job mm-hmm. with it, and they have a lot of information there. So if you are a parent and you have devices that you have to deal with and children that you have to deal with, uh, check it out. Take a look. It's Some of it will apply no matter what kind of devices you have is some of the resources, yeah. and then some of it is specific uh, settings for uh, getting that stuff set up correctly because if you don't – uh, you can have some issues. And many of these documents were contained elsewhere on Apple's website, and they yes. just provided a, a, a home for all of them to live, which is nice. And there's new material there as well. But this is nice going forward at apple.com slash families. You can visit there, and I'm sure it'll be updated as new yeah. things come about. But I like having one destination that you can go to for all the answers. I do as well, like the Not Nerd podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Apple made an acquisition or is in the process. I We probably talked about them sometime on the podcast. They mm-hmm. advertise on a lot of the pod, tech podcasts we listen to. It's Texture, which is they call themselves the Netflix of magazines. Mm-hmm. So you pay one fee, $10 a month, and you get access to hundreds of different magazines yeah. on your devices. So you can open up the app. You can look. It looks just like the magazine. Science some- magazines, legal magazines, business magazines, uh, lifestyle magazines, whatever. Just yes. whatever you can see on the newsstand is basically represented yes. in texture. Um, I did the free trial, and I liked it. And I, I used it on the iPad, and I thought it was good. But I don't think I would continually spend $10 a month for this type yeah. of content. Content. If it were something like $1.99 a month, it'd be a no-brainer. I would have a texture subscription yeah. for $1.99 a month. I would at least get that value a month out of it. But $10, I don't think so. There's so much other content out of there. Now, of course, because Apple made an announcement, there's been speculation high and low about what their plan is with this. Mm-hmm. And Are they going to roll it into Apple News? Yes. Or are they going to keep it and use some of their editorial staff elsewhere? Or you know, Who knows what they're going to do? I hope they keep it just like it is and go to one ninety nine a month. There you so go. That'd be great. Yeah, or just roll it into Apple Music and just yeah. <laughs> you know they're making all these TV shows and they just yeah. kind of have Apple all Media. these pieces. Yeah, where you just pay ten bucks a month, but you get music, TV, mm-hmm. and magazines. Um, and there is, I don't read, I don't read magazines anymore because I have Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But one of the things I heard over and over is there's just so much quality writing and content that happens in magazines. You know, we see a lot of yeah. blog posts or these quick, you know, link bait type stuff, but magazines for the most part there's a lot of more in-depth stuff. It mm-hmm. hasn't translated well when you have a once a month magazine to uh, you know, sports news right. or <laughs> tech news because you yeah. get it instantly other places, but, but there are some things that aren't as up to date, don't need yes. to be up to date as as that. Um here would be an interesting thing. What if they do something like the Amazon model where they 
get for one price, which is our Amazon Prime subscription, yes. you get free Prime music, you get free Prime shipping, you get access to uh, free Kindle books and these type of things. Wouldn't it be great if you subscribe to Apple Music? Now you can get free magazines. Now you can get some free TV shows like they did already with yeah, Apple Music. Yeah. If they keep saying, well, the value add to your $10 a month subscription now includes print content. So that yeah. would be an, an interesting concept. And for just $100 a year, instead $10 a month, you can just like Amazon Prime and yeah. where you get the shipping advantage with Amazon. Maybe you get uh, you know, an, a warranty bump or something, the Apple Care or something like that included Or instead as of well. 5 gigs included with oh, your account, geez. you get 10 gigs or 100 gigs of storage yes <laughs> the end, i did see something because everybody says why does apple only give us five gigs for our yeah. iCloud storage well something if they give 15 gigabytes for every phone iphone that was being used that it would be like more data than google amazon facebook and apple have combined or something wow because there's just a lot of devices out there but yeah if anybody can do it apple can Next up, I've got a couple not news stories that I wanted to bring up. Okay. First one, Farheed Manju. He's one of the well-known tech writers. He works for writes for the New York Times. Mhm. And I was following him on Twitter and I had to stop. He just he very sensationalized and then just kind of weird stuff. Well, he just wrote an article about how he unplugged from the internet for a month. Well, the Columbia Journalism Review went through and they found that at the beginning when he first unplugged, he was tweeting at least 10 times a day every day. So he unplugged from wow. social media except for he was tweeting all the time. Hmm. So I don't know if he is rebuttaled on this or anything, but That's like I stopped drinking. I'm I stopped drinking it and now I only drink a beer a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so it it's the kind of sensational stuff that frustrates me because yeah. – so he said – this is from this Columbia Journalism Review. He got most of his news from the papers. He, like, started having newspapers delivered to his house, he mm -hmm. wrote. His one caveat, he allowed for podcasts, email newsletters, and books and magazines. <laughs> so that's pretty much just newspapers. But he also allowed for continued Twitter use. Uh, he objects to them saying, well, you didn't unplug. He goes – I think it's clear that I meant I unplugged from Twitter as a source of news, not that I didn't tweet at all. So you're telling me you didn't look at your news feed? I mean, it's just kind of – he got caught is what happened. He wrote an article, um, and it got got a lot of uh, – got torn apart by a lot of people because he didn't do what he was projecting that he did. Well, being unplugged goes both ways. I yeah. Mean yeah, Sharing socially and consuming socially. As using it for a new source as opposed to... Yeah. But that anyways, <laughs> another one that I just can't... I I mean, it makes sense. So there's pho photography contests all the mm -hmm. time on the web. And there's this range of them where they you pay to enter. So you would pay $10 to enter this... This one was the International Photographer of the Year Award. So you enter, and I believe it, it was $15 to $30, okay. uh, depending on when you entered and your status in this, I'm sure if you're a member of their thing. Well, although the list of judges for the 2017 competition has been removed from the website, the original list of 14 judges can be seen here 11 of these 14 judges were contacted, and they said that they did not judge a single photo, and the awards were given away. So they just completely made it up, picked some pictures. Oh so they had word. all these high-status people, yeah. photographers as judges, but and none of like, them really judged. Wow. So uh, This is fake news, my friend. Yes. This is the problem with our, our news cycles. People are just not honest. Yes. And so I try to bring, not too often, but try to highlight a couple of stories just to help you understand that you need to be very cynical and look and do a little research before you give somebody money, especially. Sure. Fitbit, mm -hmm. they make wrist athletic or <laughs> tracking, exercise tracking. Yeah. And they make software that uh, you can use on your phone that yes. is compatible with Yeah, I think you might have even picked that as your pick of the week at some yeah, point or something. Yeah, smart watches and little doodads to track your, your activity. Well, Fitbit 
CFO, Bill Zarella, he uh, was doing a little bit of trash talking of Apple Mm, the other day. That's never a good thing. He was at the Roth. He was telling investors at the Roth Investment Conference. He said, I have yet to meet anyone who owns an Apple Watch who's passionate about the product. Wow. And then he goes on to say, if you don't have an Apple phone, you're not buying an Apple Watch. And 80% of the world is Android, not Apple. He's just, he's wrong. I mean, is, and their company is struggling. And, and how many percent of those Android own smartwatches? Very small. Zero. Uh, yes. Yes. Android or Google actually changed it from Android Wear to Wear OS or something this week mm-hmm. because they want people to know it's not just for Androids that you can right. buy one of their watches and it'll work on an iPhone too. But every single stat we have says Apple Watch sales are way up, Fitbit sales are way down. So this mm-hmm. guy, he's just desperate. And it's like, I have to imagine there was audible laughter in the room when he said this, yeah. right? Like there was of probably everyone people, wearing Apple yeah, watches, in holding the room. up their Apple watches. Like, <laughs> does he really not talk to anybody outside of Fitbit or yeah. people too scared to say anything to him about it? I think they're probably got a couple years left and they'll be out of business. Yeah. He, they've got some new products coming, but I just, I don't see it going. I know there are people that like their Fitbits, but uh, to say that nobody's passionate about the Apple Watch is mm-hmm. pretty misguided. We were just talking about Amazon Prime and all the features you get. Well, there's yeah. a new feature that you're getting if you're an Amazon Prime member. And, and if you be? are not, go to amazon.notnerd.com and join. We get a little kickback. We're mm-hmm. affiliates. It helps us pay the bills. But Twitch, yes, which is a video service for gaming basically mm-hmm. people play video games and people go to twitch and watch they can you know chat with them and people do all kinds of stuff drake just went on there and played with one of the main guys this week yeah and played what's our new game oh it's gonna be my pick of the week okay. okay i won't spoil it <laughs> um but they now have so they have twitch prime because amazon bought this twitch service yeah they're also going to offer free games each month this is news to me i think this is great so, yeah so amazon owns twitch is yes the thing yes yeah so they they bought them a year or two ago yeah to and, get in to kind of have a video youtube competitor type thing right and they added some extra features for prime members and now they're going to have games that are available on top of that so just one more feature why it makes sense to have Amazon Prime, especially if it sounds like they're going to be PC games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're a PC gamer, you already probably knew about this oh, and yeah. are excited about it. It was a big deal before Amazon bought it. It was the premier video game, video platform, yes. or streaming platform, I should say. And Amazon also announced something this week in the Amazon Echo Alexa realm that I am extremely excited about it. Okay. Because we're going to get her to shut up a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yes. They are releasing Alexa Brief Mode, where it'll just give you some nice soft chimes instead of her saying, okay, I am looking for this, or okay, this is set up for you now. I'm glad to hear that because it's usually Alexa Play Friday by Rebecca Black. Mm. It should be like playing Friday by Rebecca Black on, on the Friday album released and it's just like shut up and play the song uh, please uh, i was at a wedding once where there was a dj like that he was like a radio dj in between every song and that's what inspired me to do more wedding djing side plug for sidefront.com for all your wedding and event dj needs so we've I got not nerd.com we've got pdx fast foodie we've got what is a side Can, gig what is your thing? side front side front Side front is it's almost like I don't know which way to put my pants on. <laughs> yes. It's the side, the front, the zippers on the yeah. side. Consistent tech. Uh candy yeah. crushing, my <laughs> candy crush video page. What else do you have? Do you have a Twitch video stream? I don't have a Twitch games? video stream. I do yeah. have many more websites, but we will not get into that because well, the wife is listening. You are a digital entrepreneur. Uh you know what we always have more of is picks of the week. <laughs> And as we teased a moment ago, yes. my pick of the week is a new game that you actually turned me on to. I knew about this before, yeah. but you had signed up through Epic Games for a trial version or a beta version of Fortnite. Yes. Now, this is Fortnite spelled F-O-R-T-N-I-T-E, not 
F-O-R-T-N-I-G-H-T, like a two-week span, yes. 14 days. But Fortnite is this multiplayer battle game where 100 players are dropped onto an island, and it's elimination mode. Everybody, it's survival of the fittest. You play against everybody else, and whoever remains standing is the winner of the game. And if you if you die or get eliminated from the game, you can go back to the lobby and start all over again. Yeah. Well, this has now come to iOS platform, and probably will go to Android platforms at some some point point in the future. But it's it's very neat because I am not a PC gamer. Yes. I do enjoy games like this. Uh, Steam is a platform that distributes games, but not all of them are available for Mac. So if you are familiar with Fortnite, a similar game on iOS is called Rules of Survival, and there are a couple other ones on the PC platform. There is Player Unknowns Battle Undergrounds. <laughs> Poo-boo? PUBG. <laughs> I always mess it up. PUBG. PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So PUBG is this thing, and Fortnite's, Fortnite is like it. Fortnite is available for Mac, but PUBG, Player Underground's Battle... <laughs> Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds is not wow. available. And so some of these apps... <laughs> off the tongue. Yeah, some of That's the apps right. are available, some are not. So it's nice that these type of games are coming to iOS because... Lots of people have iPhones or yeah. iPads that don't do Mac or PC gaming, so it's kind of fun that these games are coming. So I've got this game. It's my pick of the week. It's a lot of fun. It's in beta mode right now for iOS devices, but it'll it'll be available to everyone very soon. And you can sign up, I think, for the beta still to get an unlock code so that you can download and play. And the game is free to play, and there are in-app purchases, as you'd expect. You can buy fancy clothes or extra special weapons or extra dance moves dance moves um anyway i've i played i don't know probably paid about 10 times and i've shot several people i haven't won <laughs> hey. a game but i got like fourth yeah. place once or something like that so it's a lot of fun if you're into like third person if you're into third person shooter games yes and it plays reasonably well on your yeah i was device. surprised i played it some on my phone as well because i yeah. was the one that got the Got the invites to share with you yeah. and a couple other people. I enjoyed it. I used to play. There was a season uh, around 2011 where I played more Call of Duty than just about anybody. Yeah. And I kind of moved away from that. In Fortnite, I downloaded I was playing on my phone. I had a couple good rounds. Yeah. And so you go around. You can... You have this like sickle hammer thing <laughs> yeah, where like you a can sledgehammer thing. knock down walls and buildings and you collect supplies and you find guns and ammo and all this different stuff around. So it's pretty interesting and these maps are huge. Mm -hmm. um, but last night I was sitting there thinking and I played a couple rounds and I was like, you know what? This is the last thing that I need to feel like I need to be playing all the time. So it was one of the apps I deleted off my phone, even though I really enjoyed it. And if you have time um, and don't have a bunch of other games you play and enjoy this kind of thing, I would definitely check it out. Yeah, the only negative part is it doesn't support MFI controllers. Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah, I wish that it did. I don't know if they'll ever bring it uh, to that because it might make the player experience unbalanced. Yeah, Because it would be easier to play with the controller. But man, that would sure... Make my life the on-screen controls were pretty good. I was impressed, bad. especially for because there's 90 people being updated in real time. <laughs> yeah, because if it's not all synced up on time, and yeah. I shoot you, and you think you're shooting me, yeah. So it, it's pretty amazing feat that they've got it working on iOS as well as they do. And the graphics look great. Yeah. So. Well, definitely not as exciting. My pick this week, I don't think we've ever talked about it. I might have mentioned it at one point or some somewhere in 118 previous episodes. But my pick of the week is online banking. Wow. I just I, I kind of fell asleep for a minute and woke <laughs> right back up. What, yeah. were, what online banking you online say? Online banking. And especially online banking apps. Now, you mm -hmm. might say, "Well, Nate, what bank do you use?" Well, listener, I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> You'll hack I don't me. like my bank. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I use one of the. I'm currently for my personal banking use one mm -hmm. of the big four or what three or four banks. Okay, but one of our previous picks, our buddy Clark Howard. Yeah, he has, and I'm going to put in the show notes resources. There's a bunch of new online banks. Yes, and I'm very interested in these. Yes, they have better savings rates because you get nothing like it. No, Wells like Fargo, Chase, and whatever the other ones are. You just get no no return. They're 
just trying to make money off of you. Uh, whereas credit unions or these online banks are doing things a lot better. My business banking, I do th- all through a local credit union. Mm-hmm. Their app isn't great, but yeah, the features usually aren't as good for the local credit unions. Yeah, but, but being able to use an app to move money around mm-hmm. and to deposit checks—Are you laundering a lot of money? <laughs> yes, I'm laundering a lot of money. Uh, Swiss banks. Yes. My pick of the week <laughs> yeah. is Barbados. Yeah, right. <laughs> Banking for kings. Um, no, but depositing checks is the biggest thing. Yeah, because you get you don't get a lot of checks. Most people don't, unless mm-hmm. you run a business where you're getting a lot of them. But you get one here or there, you know, $10 for Christmas from grandma or something. Yeah. And it's like, what? what? And it's gotten so much better over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, if you tried on, like, doing the check scans and they there was like a $100 limit way back and all this yeah. stuff. Now I can do all my business checks. I can do everything, deposit it through my phone. Mm-hmm. And then I can keep a record of the checks to make sure everything goes through. Right. I can keep track of everything. I can check my balance anytime. Yep. I did that just tonight for my daughter's account. She went shopping with her meager $25 she had in her account. And when she got back, there was $2.50 left. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but, and to go with the services like Apple pay or Venmo or PayPal or the square readers, all these things we use. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if you work at a bank and you're a bank teller, but there's just really no reason to do it. We don't need you anymore. Yes. And I know someone like, I don't know, maybe say Todd would say <laughs> that he really enjoys going to the bank and making having a paper check in his well, hand. And getting to know the person behind the yes. counter and building a relationship and talk about kids soccer and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. To which I, I've thought about this because it's like... I'll go somewhere else to meet people. <laughs> it's like I have other avenues to meet people and the bank yeah. teller, we're probably not going to hang out after work. So yeah. anyways, that is my pick of the week. Online banking. If you tried it before or if you haven't tried it because you were kind of scared, you have to think about this. The banks are more concerned about the security than you are because if mm-hmm. there's a major breach of all their stuff and people can't trust it anymore, nobody's going to bank with them and they're out of business. Yeah. So. Um, good. So nothing specific, just online banking. Online in banking, and I would tell you a good bank, but I don't want to recommend my bank. So yeah. Clark Howard's banking guide okay. and online banking. Very and good. And you can take care of everything so simply. Excellent. With that, we need to wrap up episode 119 of the podcast. The 119 challenge, we made a valiant effort. We got really close. Yes. And there are a, just a ton of... Like I was ab- adding up the Apple folder. Yeah. And I'm like, there's I've like got 40 like, apps. Yeah, 30, 40 apps that are just Apple stuff right there. Yeah. But we have much cleaner phones. We mm-hmm. have less things where we're going to go, oh, I should try this. I should try this. We can just, you can play your Fortnite. I can play my Candy Crush. And I have over 100 gigs of free space now. Wow. <laughs> nice. So I can record a lot of 4K video. There we go. Make more Not Nerd videos. Thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend and go tech better. Oh, I'm playing some zoom zoom. No. (laughs) Do 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 do. Finally, a good (laughs) outro. (laughs) One nineteen in. I'm starting to get the hang of this.